Hi, this is Tammy Leischer, host of Embracing Change, Talking Through Trauma. The podcast is focused on fitness enthusiasts and movement educators, where we'll have deep conversations that are impacting the movement industry. For example, trauma, health, vitality, the nervous system, and movement. And now, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Embracing Change, Talking Through Trauma. And today my guest is Kiana Brinson Clayton, and she resides in Virginia. And I'm going to let her tell you where she's actually at. <laughs> Kiana is a, um, a yoga or Pilates instructor and a um, personal trainer. And Kiana, I l- just welcome. I'm really um, going to, I really am hopeful, not hopeful. Our conversation is going to be a really good one today. So, um, nice. Welcome. Thank so, you. Thank you. And I'm so, actually in Newport News, Virginia. <laughs> that's where I see. I Oh, see, I did. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kiana, um, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation. Um, but before we get into our conversation about slowing down, tell me what, have you had a win like in the last few weeks? Oh, well, yeah, last few weeks, last few months, I would call this probably my biggest win. So um, I am a recipient of the Balanced Body Scholarship Program. Um, So I have um, started my Pilates comprehensive training um, with Balanced Body. And um, man, that was was a win on top of a win. So um, yeah. <laughs> excited. I'm so pr- I am so excited and so proud of you for that's just wonderful. I'm Thank so you. glad that you did that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And and there's a lot of really um good people that you're going to be working with over the course of the, the training, I'm sure. So yeah, I I can't wait. It's it's intense. So pray for me, but um I am <laughs> I am ready and willing and able to get through this. So <laughs> yeah. So um Today, we're going to talk about the importance of slowing down. And it's kind of interesting because I actually connected with Kiana the first time, and now this is our second conversation, on Instagram. And she had an injury that caused her to slow down, but I also had an injury that caused me to slow down back in November. So our conversation today is about the importance of slowing down. So Kiana, do you do, um, do you want to share with everybody just like what what caused you to slow down? Okay, yes, yeah, sure. So I'll start by saying first, what caused me to slow down was my health. Oh, um, and it happened. It happened in like little phases, right? So I did start to feel like I would say like a little fatigue. You know, I just felt like tired all the time. Um, granted, I was taking on a lot more work and responsibility at the time. Um, and then I had a checkup, you know, with my doctor. And he said, well, I don't like that your blood pressure seems to be going high every time you visit, you know, for the past three visits, he said I had, you know, my blood pressure was elevated. So this particular visit, he said, I'm going to go ahead and write you a prescription for, you know, some high blood pressure medication. Um, and so that kind of, you know, triggered something in me to say, okay, well, I don't, you know, I'm not doing the bad things that you sometimes do, you know, 
to get the high blood pressure. You know, asked him, was it hereditary, you know, or whatever, because, you know, there's some people in my family that have it. And he said, you know, it could be, but, you know, it could be from other things, um, maybe stress, you know, um, maybe a lack of sleep, even dehydration, you know, but he didn't really get into, you know, that whole part. And I won't go into the whole medical world because no, sometimes it, I don't like it. I just don't like how they, you know, just automatically just want to write your prescription for, you know, some medication. But, um, you know, just realizing that and taking that into account and saying, okay, well, all right, this is important. This is, this is serious because sometimes high blood pressure, as you probably know, can be a silent killer, right? Because we don't really get the symptoms. So I, I looked at that, but I don't think I took it as serious as I probably should have. So then, um, you know, a couple of weeks passed and um, I was at home and I was about to start my day, you know, I had my breakfast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and work out. I had a day kind of like to myself. I was going to go work out. I was going to do this. I was going to run errands. And then I went to pick up something alongside of the hutch in my dining room. And I turned and bam, I hit my, my pinky toe. Now we all stub our toes once in a while, right? But when yeah. I looked down, you know, the pain is real. But then I was like, oh, this is really bad. And I looked down and my toe was like out here. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was like this. Yeah, sticking all the way from all the other toes. So I was like, okay. And I went to go like maybe push it, see if I can get it back. I thought maybe it was just frozen because it was hurting and I couldn't, and it was broken. So um, that really opened up my eyes. That was the final straw, you know, to open up my eyes to say, okay, it's time to slow down. And at that point I had no choice but to slow down, right? Because what can I do with a broken toe? So um, yeah, so it was, it was really, it was my health. It was my health that caused me to slow down first and foremost. And I think because I didn't slow down when I heard the, the news about the blood pressure, I didn't actually slow down like I should have. And then the toe came and it kind of forced me to. When you're forced to slow down, it's a whole different arena. It is. I, and so one of the things that like, it, it makes you like become quiet. Right. It makes you do a little bit of self-reflection. <laughs> yeah. And <Okay>. I just, <laughs> yeah, but but I think I, I think that the importance of slowing down is just um it's so important. So what do you feel are some of your, like what I'm going to call your aha moments from slowing down? Hmm. <laughs> One would be, oh, this feels good to my body. This, this is good yeah. for my body, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm -hmm. This is great for, for my nervous system. This is good for my digestion. You know, all of that. This is good for my body to just slow down because I'm going to be honest, I, I, I'm like a, you know, like an energizer freak, you know, I'm always, you know, on a hundred, my husband will tell you, he's always telling me, slow down, slow down. So, and when I told him about, you know, when I, that day I broke my toe, he was at work and I was like, broke my toe. He's like, yeah, you're probably moving fast. And I was, and I didn't even have a place to go. 
you know, I, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. It wasn't like I was on a time schedule, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I just noticed, aha, yes, this feels good to my, feels good to my body, for my body. You know, I was able to breathe, <laughs> you know, and, and just feel good. It's, yeah. so it, it feels good, but it's so like, it, and it's like to sit you probably had to sit with your foot up. All I did was bend over and my, my, the retina in my eye tore. Mm. And lo and behold to me, you know, I exercise every part of my body, except you can't get into the eyes, just like you can't get into the blood pressure, but it evidently it happens a whole lot more than what, um, you know, after it happened to me, but it was, I physically had to slow down just like you did. Yeah. Because I could because I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, and, and I could barely walk. So, so here <laughs> we, we are two hobbling. <laughs> <laughs> the blind leading the blind, right? Yeah, so, exactly. You know what I also felt in that, Tammy? I felt like um, you know, it I was slowing down, but I was growing yes. at the same time. Yes. Yes. Right. So it really forced me to just kind of sit with me, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and just, yeah. So when, when we sit with ourselves, and this is where I think a lot of times people want to go so fast to avoid doing what I'm going to call the inner work. Yes. And, and it's not an easy journey. Um, but you have to be, it's sometimes people do it willingly. Other times people are what I'm just going to say are um, like you and I, well, you, 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 like both of us, we were, you know, we really didn't have a choice, but to slow down. And when you sit with, you know, what life, what life has presented, I, I don't, I shouldn't quite say it like life presented, but it's almost like, Sometimes they're a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. When mm-hmm. you start to slow down and regroup and have an understanding that, you know, sometimes there's messages that we're supposed to receive that are far bigger than us. Absolutely. And it wasn't like, I didn't have a problem like with really the sitting with self. Like I wanted to, I needed to do that. I knew I needed to do that, but it was like, I, I allowed everything else to just, you know, take precedence over that. Like, okay, I have this to do. I don't have time to sit with myself. But when that happened and it forced me to, it was like, yes, this is it. And instead of, I shared this with a client the other day, um, instead of making that to-do list, I was like, okay, now I need to make a to-be list. <laughs> you know, just to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we're always constantly doing. So I had to, I had to find that, that point or that place where I can say, okay, this is going to slow me down. I thought, you know, it's going to, it's going to, you know, have an effect on my business, you know, because I have to slow down a little bit, you know, but um, this is what I have to do. And, and, but this is what I needed to do. Yeah. More than that. But, but when you 
So have there been any, like for you, has there been any kind of what I'm going to call positive changes for you that have come out of that? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Um, just, it, it feels like transformation, honestly. It feels like I'm going through this metamorphosis. It's like, you know, things have, from slowing down, I've become calmer. I'm able to receive more and just to, to think clearly and to, to slow down even, gosh, even in the way that I teach, <laughs> you know, because sometimes I think um, I'm so wound up and sometimes I can talk really fast, but I've been taking my time now and just, it, it has just made a difference in everything that I do. Um, and, and it's been great. And just taking that time out. And I've even learned to even take time out for me. Now, I'm still going through, you know, healing of the foot. I have a couple of weeks. They said six to eight weeks. But um, just taking that time out for self and just even saying, no, I can't do that today. Or I'm not going to be able to do that today. You know, that has been a big and, and sometimes, uh, And sometimes setting boundaries, though, is it's hard. It is. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And there's no... You know, especially if people are used to you saying yes to them, and then you start to say no to them, that can be another whole whirlwind of emotions and other things that go along with that. And I think that slowing ourselves down, but not just us, and it goes, the bottom line is, is slowing down, but it's also ultimately self-care. Yeah. And um, a few weeks ago, I had... Misty Lynn Coughlin on and Misty and I talked about self-care and how important self-care is from a standpoint number one mental health health there's just there's so many things that surround health and mental health they're all intertwined together and here we are in the fitness industry and you know top of it, you know, I don't want to use the word top of the game, but it's almost like you, you have to, we, we preach physical health, but yet we also have to preach for ourselves, for yes. the mental health, the emotional health, the physical health, the nervous system health. It's all so critically important that, you know, and self-care looks so different for everybody. It's, it might be sitting down and reading a book. It might be, and, and I'm not, you know, everybody's idea of self-care is so different. And I'm not, you know, I can make, you know, suggestions to people, but ultimately right. it comes back to personal preferences as to what people enjoy, you know, Absolutely. for me. Because, yeah. Everybody has something that they love to do or enjoy doing, yeah. you know, but I think it, it gets lost somewhere in that in that busy crazy you know world that we get caught up in but sometimes because we're women and we're so used to taking care of everybody else we put ourselves last on the burner absolutely so we're nourish nourishers right you know that's our dna you had i, I saw the podcast with you and misty and it was great i loved it i, I kept rewind, rewinding and <laughs> rewinding i was like i need to hear this again you had a couple months ago, I think, Tammy, there was a gentleman on and you talked about, it was about self-care, but he kind of, he called it 
self-nourishment or self-nourishing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I can't remember his name, but he talked about that. So it was probably James Crater. Probably. I can't remember his name, but that's it, probably it, it was it was during it was in 2022 and I would have done an Instagram with him. And so if you want to watch that, you'd have to go to my Instagram page. It's there. I every single one that yes. I've ever done is all all of them are still there. But in James Crater, that video has a ton of gold, like what I want to call golden nuggets. It was a great conversation. It was um, great. It was great. And I love the term self-nourishing. Yeah. You know, we need more of that. Yeah. And I, I just, it's really, we, in today's society, we have to begin to embrace, you know, our differences in all aspects. But when you self, when you nurture yourself, it's just so, I, I just, you know, and again, it, every, it looks different for everybody and using yeah. and using, you know, things that, you know, from something as I, I can tell you that a few weeks ago I went and I did um, a presentation to 150 women. And ultimately I talked about self-care, but self-care through their nervous system, something as simple as drinking water. well and it sounds silly but no it doesn't (laughs) these were these were teachers who were working with young children and they were said to me well we don't have time to drink because when we drink then we got to go to the back I'm like you know what at least you're still taking care of yourself because if you're not eating your needs throughout the day like that it's just it's so important and that's why um just, and I'm not a nutritionist, but I think that, you know, hydrating yourself during the day and taking time to nourish yourself for whatever that's going to be is just so critically important. Right. Um, Absolutely. I mean, just, and, and just that, that simple thing that you told them to just drink water. Everybody can do that. You can stop and you can have a sip of water, right? Because if we don't nourish ourselves, how can we possibly nourish someone else? How can we give someone well, else something? And that's where, and that's where, like, if you're, if there's things that are what I'm going to just say, there's strategies that people can use to help them. And I'm not talking about going to therapy, but like, you can use, uh, like, you can journal. There's a lot of self self care books. I mean, if there's things, talk to a girlfriend. Pick up the phone and call you know, a good friend or maybe a, your mother or maybe a sister, but taking care of your needs is just so important. Um, yes. I had a client, this actually just happened. Um, and she had had a complete shoulder replacement and um, she was talking about, she was doing really well. And I said to her, where do you want to be in 10 years? Because she has a young grandson. I said, don't you want to be able to have the ability to pick up your grandson in 10 years? Or teach him how to garden. And she looked at me. She said, nobody's ever said that to me before. Wow. 
So yeah. if we don't start taking care of ourselves, especially if you're in the, what I'm going to call the ageism, baby boomer, where we are right now, you and I, you have to. So getting on, yes. what I'm gonna, so, so talking about it is just, it's, it's important as professionals. I feel it's part of my mission to talk about what I'm going to use the word hard topics, but self-care it's, it shouldn't be hard, but it's soft in times. It's, it's not something that we put first and foremost as a fitness professional for ourselves. Right. Right. And it's like, we don't even think about self-care or self-nourishing until we actually slow down. Right. And that, that comes from the slowing down. And then we're always last. We're always that caboose well, of the train, <laughs> you know, I know that, but I feel, but I feel like I can say where I, I always felt in, in all the years beforehand, I would say to you, I always felt like I took care of myself and I'm not saying that I didn't, but when I really buckled down and I started doing other things to make it more meaningful and deeper for me is yeah. where I sensed a difference in myself because like you, it, I calmed down. It's regulated my nervous system. It's allowed me to definitely have more clarity and focus around the stuff that I'm doing. So, yeah. So. And I think a lot of it comes with, with age too. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, honestly, we're not old, but no means, you know, mm-hmm. but at 51, I'm 51. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do all of that anymore. You know, I want to, I want to slow down. <laughs> I want to be able to, you know, be with my grandkids, go to their games and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and just do things for me yeah. without having to rush. <laughs> and it, and it's, I, well, and I think too, it's like having the ability um, to say no and to yeah, do maybe. things that are going to be like, for you, I mean, whatever, whatever it is in regards to um, what your self-care is going to be. Um, you said um, that you felt like this had a bearing on your teaching. Can you yeah. talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, even my clients, I'll go and say my clients, they even noticed it. They're like, hmm. They're like, you know, something's different. It's different. It's better. It's good. Don't worry. It's good because they know I'm my worst, you know, critic. But um, one client, she said, you know, your cueing is it's so much better. You know, it, it's good. It's calm. You're calmer. And I can really understand. I even had a client um, this past week. Um, she recorded my cueing and um, she actually has gone on and she's done the workout twice just from the, the audio of the Oh, cueing. my gosh. <laughs> So um, I'm like, wow, that has even gotten, you know, better, you know, so um, and, and just being calm. So I'm, I'm able to come in now and not feel the pressure of, oh, what am I going to do with this person today? You know, um, but really coming in now because of what I'm getting from myself and being able to impart it onto my clients. Right. Like, what is it that you need? I always ask anyone who comes through the door, like, how do you feel today in your body? You know? Um, and they'll tell me, but I really want to specifically give them whatever they, they need for that day. I had a client just this morning, right before we started, come in and, um, 
you know, I gave her a couple of stretches and most of her workout was stretching. And she was like, oh my goodness, I just needed this today. So, so, so would you say that you teach to the whole person? Yes, I would say I teach <laughs> to the whole person. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And that whole biopsychosocial model is so important to mm-hmm. connect back to your teaching. And I mean, I know that even when you're doing your Pilates teacher training, you know, you're giving, you're, you're being shown how to, you know, give my, I don't like to even use the word variations instead of modifications, but like to teach them right. to everybody, well, whatever skill level they are. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This it has really been a blessing. It's been a blessing yeah. to really, and people, I, I get the reward again from like people at the end of it all saying, or even in the middle of it saying, this is what I needed today. You know, thank you. This is really what I needed. Or when they leave here, you know, they feel better than when they came, of course, you know, like, thank you so much. Or you get those, you get those little random texts and said, you know, that they'll say things, they'll say things to you that, oh my gosh, I feel wonderful today. Yes. I got that a couple weeks ago from a client. She did text me. She was like, I feel so good today. I just feel yeah. really good in my body. Yeah. Yeah. And so that those, those are wins. Those are those yeah. little wins here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. They're little wins. So yeah. Kiana, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a wonderful awesome. conversation. We're not done. This is not going to be our last conversation either. I want you to know that. <laughs> so, I hope not. <laughs> so anyways, so thank you everyone in the audience. Um, Kiana's information will be in the show notes um, as well as how to get a hold of her, but then my information is in there as well. So I'm Tammy Leischer with Embracing Change, Talking to Trauma. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. It's my lifelong mission to educate and bring awareness to the fitness industry around trauma-informed movement. If you have any questions or subject that you would like to hear addressed, reach out to me at my website at www.studiotpilates.com. Hit that subscribe button so the next time we release our latest episode, you're going to be notified. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Tammy Leischer. On Instagram, you can also reach out to me at Tammy Leischer, but also Studio T Pilates MI. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.